Welcome everyone to that special moment podcast where the process of life-changing decisions are explained and destiny is forged. I am Armand and today I have the pleasure to have on board Victor Rubio Ruiz from the Eneo Winery in Spain, a multifaceted man which will explain to you in a minute why he decided to drop his law studies to embrace a career in the wine business. Without further ado, let's meet him. Victor, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for inviting me. It's the pleasure is mine. To, to be speaking with you right now. This is a question that I usually start with. I have introduced you to the show, and I would like to know, in your own words, who is Victor Rubio Ruiz? Well, um, Victor Rubio Ruiz is a Spaniard with, um, from Logroño, La Rioja, and as you said, uh, he's working in the wine world, and uh, I'm 27 years old, uh, and you know I'm a lover of wine, an enthusiastic of sports, and well, uh, that's me. Very good. Thank you for the introduction. Now I would like you, you uh, to talk me through your personal development journey and specific, specifically sorry, how you thought that wine was made for you or was it wine that was made uh, for you? Well, um, I would say that uh, wine has been very present in, in my life. Um, my region, La Rioja, where I was born and raised, uh, is well known for our wines. And uh, every, everybody knows Rioja for the wines. When you grow up here, you mm -hmm. you feel that world very close to you. And you actually you don't realize how special that is. When you travel abroad, uh, you you feel like um, nobody knows more than wine, more about wine than you. It's something mm -hmm. that you have in your heritage, and you go uh, abroad, and yeah, that, that's it. The people um, doesn't know so much about wine than you, no. So uh, that's that's when you realize you have some special connection with wine, and in in my case. Uh, specifically, my 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 dad and my granddad, they've been very close to to the wine sector, and uh, it was just uh, natural, I believe. Just a matter of time for you to go to the wine business, right? Yes. Well, uh, I, I I must say that I um, I started studying law um, when I finished the high school. I went to the um, to the university to study law. And, you know, uh, I, I, I was there for two years. And to be honest, uh, I wasn't very happy with the, with my choice. So finally, I, decide, I decided to go to, to work to London. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that moment was when I was starting to, when I started to think about uh, which other area of um, studies would be interesting for me and uh, I finished uh, choosing wine, wine mm -hmm. with, 
uh, especially after uh, my experience in London. I was working in, in a bar there. And, you know, I learned a little bit more about wines from other regions. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I just uh, wanted to work in, in the wine. All right. It was a calling, kind of. Yes, yes, certainly. Um, when, when I went to London, my experience was, at first, um, no, not what you're supposed to, to, to have in, in a... Uh, when, when I, what, what I was supposed to have in, in, in London, you know, I started working as a kitchen porter, you know, uh, washing plates mm -hmm. every day, working very hard to make myself a living. But then when I started to work in the, in the bar, I, I connected very well with the people there in London. I think London is one of the places which has more knowledge about wine. Mm -hmm. um, when I talk with the, all my customers, in, in Chelsea, where the bar was, I, I had a special connection because I could uh, talk about wine a lot, about the um, areas where you harvest, where you um, produce that wine, and people love it. Mm -hmm. And uh, then it is, well, is when, when I realized that that could be my, my way of living. Mm -hmm. That's right. mm -hmm. This is how you discover that... Um yeah, it was what you were happy doing is uh, talking about wine. Exactly, exactly. Um, people in in London loved the way I I talk about wine, and I started to also to study about wines from other areas. And then I I I, I decide to go for it to go for for a wine career. Let's say that. Okay, I have a, a question that I'm very curious. It's when you think about the process difficulty of studying wine after you have decided to drop your law studies, um, I would like to know um, what was the perceived difficulty against the actual difficulty? How was well, it? You thought um, it would be very, very difficult and afterwards when you started doing it, it wasn't that difficult or the other way around, you say, ah, this is what I want to do. So it will come naturally. And afterwards, when you practice, it was harder than you thought. How was it? Well, um, my first steps, uh, they were actually difficult. Uh, the, um, at first, I just wanted to, to go abroad to work uh, in London. Mm -hmm. um, then I, I, I wasn't thinking of uh, my, my future in a mid-term way, just to live in, in a daily basis, to find a job, to uh, find my place there. And it was when you get uh, a little bit settled there in, 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 in London, when I started to to think about my future in a long basis. So that was um, the easy, easiest part, uh, to, to, cho to, to choose wine, the wine sector of, of the wine area for my living. It, was, it wasn't really difficult because uh, when I found myself in, in that bad position, when I was uh, very happy, I, I actually enjoyed my experience there as a, as a bartender, 
you know that um, that decision of going for the wine uh, it, it was easy it was just natural uh, i i decided to go to go back home and just focus on on starting in, in wine in in the wines area and uh, tell me uh, was it an easy decision to take to drop your studies and to to go, to pursue well, a career in um, in the wine industry you know it, it it wasn't easy but i had the the support of my of my father you know i i must say i i decided to go for law because my my father is is a lawyer and uh, my when when you know you know when you are 18 you just don't know what you want to do so yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me it was the easiest easiest step to go for for law and uh, my 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 idea was to um, go for um, a position in my in, with my with my dad after a career mm -hmm. but uh, after two years in in the university um, it was my dad who helped me um, in the in that decision of drop that start the, the studies, he told me, Victor, is is not for you and it's okay. Don't worry, uh, you can do many things. You you don't have to be uh, something I so, so, something you don't want. So yeah, that that was it. Um, then, um, as I said, in London it all came along. And tell me, uh, when taking uh, this decision, uh, did you experience some kind of fear or not? Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Uh, you know, when in that age you are being secure, you don't want to take any risk or um, take away take away that uh, possibility. You know, for me, it was easy, the easiest uh, to go for a position with my dad and a good job uh, that was the easiest so um, to take away that that uh, possibility was it was hard but um, you know when, with, with that support of my dad uh, tell, who, who sent me everything was going to be fine uh, I, I I think I, <laughs> I made the the right choice the right choice so speaking of fear for you what it it, it is uh, what is it more paralyzing? Is it the fear of failure or the fear of success? Well, I would say the fear of uh, failure in my case. Uh, I, you know, I I just wanted to 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 be as as it, it was supposed to be, and mm -hmm. I, I think. Since I was little, I I was kind of um, you know predeterminated to to go with, to work with with my dad. So um, once you start in the university something that you don't like, you start to feel um, that you probably need to change. But uh, you you fear the failure of, um, to be a failure to your family, to be a failure a failure to yourself, to what. You were supposed to be. That that was hard. Um, then when you take away from you that that fear, um, it was easy. Uh, I I never been um, fear to to success 
so when you when I have the choice to make a change for good, I just take it. So yeah, that I think that's it. The the fear it was in my case to to the failure. All right. So this was your um, your recipe to overcome fear. Yeah, exactly. That, that's it. That was my my way to do it. And now that you have overcome your fears, where did you find your self-confidence? Well, um, I must say in, in my, my, my experience in London, it gave me a lot of um, security in myself. So, self-security. So, mm-hmm. I, I, I went there without a job without a flat without a room uh, i was just uh, alone in in that huge city and every little step you take there uh, it mm, gives you confidence um, after just two years you find yourself with uh, you have you had some promotions you had made some friends you are living in you know well And that gives you a lot of confidence. So then, then uh, the next step, which was to come back to Spain to um, to find a job in a winery, I was very confident in myself, and I just took it, and I just went back here. Um, it, it it was easy for me because I was confident in myself. I I started to look for a job, and I and I found it. So mm-hmm. everything. Everything went um, after that tough moments in London. That was easy for me. Mm-hmm. It was easy because I, I don't know if, if that, that was you ask it. Okay. It um, was it because um, it was tough in London that it was easy afterwards, or it was easy afterwards because you free your mind and you were sure you took the right decision. Yeah, yeah. I think it was both. Um, at first, uh, it was it was tough. It was tough in, uh, at London, and you know, to find a uh, a place to for for a living, uh, a job. Then it was difficult. But uh, actually, as you say, also uh, it was my when when I set my mind free when. When I lost the, all my fears, my fears, uh, I, I started to make the the right decisions without um, without taking uh, without being afraid of of the failure. So everything everything was just uh, coming along, and for for me um, to overcome that tough moments. Uh, gave me a, an easiest life, easier life, because after you know when you find a, a job, there is it's easy, and at, that gave me also confidence to the next steps, which I made it without so much hesitation and fear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tell me, tell me something now. Um, how do you train yourself to improve not only the professional but the man? You do something special. Well, I. <laughs> I think um, it's not a secret, you know, but uh, I think just just work. Uh, uh, 
from the moment I uh, I, I start the day, I'm, I'm thinking in my I thinking at my job. I I'm always focusing in how can I improve. Mm-hmm. I improve. Um, I can improve. And uh, you know, this the moment I, I I went I go to sleep is the same. I'm just thinking and and working on my on my company on my career. And I think that's that's the way. Uh, just work uh, and work. Mm-hmm. And when uh, do you draw this energy from? Because uh, listening to you since the beginning of um, this podcast, I feel a lot of energy coming from yourself. Mm, I think it's something that is natural in me. I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a person. I'm a bit nervous, um, but I'm full of energy also. So. The, the thing is, you have to use that energy in the in the right way. Uh, it's actually it's, it's important um, to to do some some sports, some uh, to to make some exercise because you have to uh, use that energy. If if I couldn't do that that uh, sport or that exercise time, probably I <laughs> I couldn't uh, even sit down in my in my chair. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so it's is using that energy properly, which gives you, uh, a, a, provides you a good way to use it. And uh, um, tell me about your um, London experience and what you are doing right now. Has the experience that you had as a bartender help you right now in your wine business, in promoting your wines, or it's a two, it's totally different world. It's related in a way. Um, there, I I learned a lot of about a, a lot about uh, the um, all the regions of uh, of the world which produce wines. Because in London, you have, uh, I think, one of the biggest uh, wine markets. In the world, probably, and there you have wines from every region in the world, and then there you realize that probably Rioja is something in, in, important, but it's, it's not it's not the the most important area, or it's not just the the one produce producing area. So you have to learn that the world is very big, that the sector is huge. There is a lot of competence, um, and you have to use that now, and, uh, and that's what I'm doing uh, there. Also, there you have um, a connection with your customer. Nowadays, I, I don't have that uh, that position. I, I just don't speak with the people who consume wines or my, my wines, but I, I just want to I, I want to use that uh, knowledge I learned that there to provide that to my distributors mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I, I can't um, I learned there uh, which wine or which product the the customer look for and now I try to provide that to to my distributors around the world and yeah that's that's it that's it I, I think I'm I learned a lot there. I 
I also also about uh, the the technical area, technical aspects of of tasting wine. The that I ha I have improved my knowledge in that area also here. But it, it was there when I um, when I started to learn what the customer wants, what uh, what they want from a cup of wine or a glass of wine. Mm -hmm. I'd like to give you the, the floor right now, and I'd like to, um, to ask you, um, is there a topic that you would like to share with the audience, something that is close to your heart and uh, that we haven't touched so far in the show? Well, um, that's, that's a difficult question. I, I you know, I, I, will, I will talk about wine all day long. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you can tell me which which kind of wine do you like, or, or what do you think about Rioja? Uh, maybe you can <laughs> discuss with me which are your favorite style of wine. Uh, which are Armand? Well, uh, if I tell you the truth, the wine specialist in my house is my wife, so she has much more knowledge that I have. So I just enjoy. A cup of wine here and there and that's it but yeah. if you really go want to go deep uh, in a conversation and i have to uh, introduce my wife <laughs> oh, yeah. my, you know my my girlfriend also has a, a particular uh, good um, uh, organaltic uh, uh, sense uh, she don't like uh, she don't drink too much wine mm -hmm. but She has a, you know, a, a privileged uh, nose and a privileged uh, mouth. So, so she can tell me the, the um, just the details of, of yes. wine that uh, probably professional people doesn't realize. And yeah, and there's people who is gifted, and and you know, you just can't be um, amazing how how that could be because. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, for example, yeah, you, she has much more talent tasting wine, wine than, than I, than, and that's the truth. So, yeah, that's... So if, that's I understand, if I understand you properly, you bring your wife with you to, to make the testing, right? And to no, do the analytic no, no. Part. <laughs> no, in a professional area, but when I'm at, uh, at home with a wine that I have to, to show to a distributor or... Or to to show to a, uh, a colleague of, of the sector, mm -hmm. I, I I I I love to have my, this, the um, you know the feelings about the wine that my my girlfriend has because mm -hmm. she's very talented expressing her, her feelings in uh, her feelings and the and the things she tastes. Mm -hmm. uh, that that helps me a lot. Another point of view is is very helpful, and you know that that's that's really interesting because it's just a natural talent. Mm -hmm. You know, it's mm -hmm. not something that you have to study or, or learn. It's just you are gifted with a privileged nose, privileged uh, mouth, and it's it's good for you. Now, following on the previous uh, question and building up. Um, Uh, is there a question that I did not ask you and uh, you would have 
loved I asked? Well, um, maybe you can ask me for about, um, I don't know, maybe my my next steps in the uh, as a winery um, in in this complicated world because uh, you know in, in nowadays things are getting um, a little bit um, difficult with with uh, the um, um, taxes uh, and the new bar- barriers the um, governments are are building. So maybe we can talk a bit about that. Uh, probably you know that uh, President Trump of the United States is uh, taxing uh, European products. Um, also, the UK is getting away from the is, is getting out of the U, UE. So yeah, that's that's also an interesting topic. Maybe we can talk about that. The floor is yours if you want to express yourself, please. Yeah, well, uh, you know, because it's a it's a an actual concern of uh, uh, everyone in my in my sector. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like ten years ago, the we don't ha- we we didn't have any any border. We can say that. Yeah. Uh, of course, if if you export to the U to the USA, you had some. Um, some barriers and some controls, but it was easy for us. Uh, no, no big taxes, no big um, impediments, and now is that is 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 get, is is getting more difficult. Uh, the, um, the new administration wants to to tax our our products, our European products, while other um, products from other countries are, are not getting uh, those taxes. For example. Mm-hmm. I don't know wines from Chile, wines from Australia. So they they don't have taxes, and we do. <laughs> so that's um, terrible for our our sector. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the United States is uh, the at least for for Rioja is our third biggest uh, market. I think. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, you know that uh, that tax uh, that taxes that they are uh, putting on our wines are gonna make our our sales there um, difficult. And then is is the UK um, uh, Brexit um, topic mm-hmm. because they are also getting probably taxes on on our wines. The UK is is and. The UK is, is the first uh, market for for Rioja's wine, and nobody knows where what was going to happen. Uh, pro- for sure, we're going to have uh, some barriers that we don't have actually that we don't have uh, nowadays. And um, the thing is, you have to. We, we will. We will have to adapt ourselves to to be uh, in, in those markets, which. Are so special for us, so so important for 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 Rioja. So yeah, now we have a a, a new um, a, a new uh, problem, but we can make it. We can turn it in a new opportunity. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. If someone gets away from that market, maybe 
we can get inside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Understand. Big challenges waiting for you ahead. Tell yeah, me. Yeah, that that's it. Uh, if you if you think that as a if you see that as a barrier that you can't overcome, uh, probably. Um, that is just um, something that is going to take you your energy away. But if you take it as a challenge um, and you uh, think that that can be something good for you or you can take something good from that, uh, you pro- you're gonna probably you're gonna you're gonna achieve that. So I <laughs> that's that's my point of view, and mm-hmm. and I, I think is 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 what we we have to. Uh, focus on the next uh, months. Good, good, good. So tell me now, uh, for the people interested uh, to know more about you, where can they find uh, more information? Do you have a website? Do you use social medias? Yes, well, uh, I use um, myself um, Facebook uh, right. and, and Instagram. People can find me there. Um, and also in, in our website. Yeah, please. Uh, Go ahead. Which is uh, commercialneo.com, which is C O M E R C I A L E N E O.com, commercialneo. And uh, yeah, there, there you have all, all the info of our wines and who we are, what we do, because we, that we, we just, we don't work just with, um, Bottle Rioja. We we also uh, produce wines in the areas of Ribera del Duero, uh, Albariño. Uh, there, in in the website, you can find a lot of uh, interesting information. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Good. And what is your Instagram handle? Yeah, is um, Victor Ruby One is V I C T O. R U B I one. All right, all right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank so, you. Uh, Victor, very nice conversation. Love to speak to an individual that helps um, improve people's life. So, thank you very much for coming. It was really thank a special you, moment. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's, it's a, such a pleasure to talk with you. The pleasure is mine. Goodbye now. Thank you. Bye. Bye now.